rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm still here. We're back. We had a show last night. That was great. It was fun. It was great to see everybody. And here we are on our regularly scheduled Saturday evening where you meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. What the hell is going on there with my hair? What the fuck is that? That doesn't look good. It doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, I have body dysmorphic disorder. That doesn't mean it's not true, but it's uh, I got a lot of dysmorphia about it. So we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Thank you. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. This is the liberal media, the real liberal media. Thank you, Jim. I'm looking in the chat right now already, right out of the gate. Super chat. And thank you, Patricia. Thank you. You're going to keep the show going. This is how it... I mean, that's the realities of life. It sucks. But, yeah. My father wasn't a KKK um, member real estate mogul in Queens. He was a garbage man. So, All right, Mark C. Holy moly, you guys, thank you. And he leaves a note, we love you. Thank you. Because, you know, actually I was saying to Shannon, who's a friend of mine, she also comes on the chat here. Well, uh, I was saying to her, my head is pounding for the past few days. I hope, I hope, I hope my brain isn't bleeding. Not to make light of it, but I I don't know. I hope I don't have an aneurysm. I hope it's just stress. I have, I get migraine headaches, so I've had them since I'm 11 years old. This isn't the same. It's just like on the top of my head. And it's not going away. It's really annoying. So then I thought, oh, maybe I'm dying. That could happen. Uh, if I am, I swear to God, it would be a surprise. So, and I, I don't mean to leave everybody in the midst of the revolution, but let's hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, I, I don't know. I'm being morose, but I probably am just stressed out about everything, including I'm one of the people who, I mean, we do this show. We, uh, I'm one of these people that have three uniquely American low paying jobs. <laughs> so. <laughs> I do the show, and uh, we also have to keep everything going. Have to, you know, so it's a constant hustle. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, I had a good gig. Well, it was steady. I'm a freelancer, but I was working for AT&T. I'm saying it. I don't give a shit. So they don't, it doesn't matter. To me, I was working for them. To them, I was a nothing because I was a freelancer. But it was a steady daily thing that was okay steady money coming in and i could keep this going while i build the show until i can just say bye and unfortunately they pulled the plug on the entire department of hundreds of people so 
not just me. And this is what pisses me off the same day that we hear all the crowing about how great the economy is. Twitter has a news conference about how great everything is. Yeah, a 16, we had a 16% or something unemployment rate, 40 million out of work, and then it dropped a little. But the African-American unemployment rate actually went up. So Twitter went into the Rose Garden to have a, to boast. Who the hell boasts about a, uh, not, I mean, 16% unemployment. So it goes down to 13, perhaps, maybe, but goes up for our fellow Americans for, uh, and so what is he boasting about? Why is it different? Why is it the white unemployment rate, the black? But we know here we are in the United States of Serfs and Lords. They keep us divided along racial lines. They want us fighting amongst each other, saying the white people saying, oh, well, I'm a little bit higher on the ladder. So let's kick down on those a little lower on the ladder. Let's keep our privilege while the Jamie Diamonds of the world run away with the bank and the Jeff Bezoses and the uh, Elon Musk's and the Twitlers, who's he's not even he's not even a billionaire. He's just a phony. And it pisses me off uh, besides everything else, because they, you know, AT&T in particular is a government contractor and glad handing in the White House with Twitler outsourcing jobs, downsizing jobs. They give this CEO a $270 million a month pension for the rest of his life at age 60. Nice life for him. But for the rest of us, we're out here fighting over the scraps. And that's the truth. And that's why I'm here, frankly, to wake up. Wake the F up. Everybody, not you guys, you, uh, uh, I mean, everybody, if you, if you happen to find the show, good, welcome. If you're a Trump and Z, if you can control yourself, welcome. Maybe you'll learn something, but this is the truth. They want us fighting. They want us divided along racial lines. And right now, I'm so glad to see the people aren't accepting it. And they do get it. Most of the protesters understand it's, it's George Floyd is the last drop in the bucket, but everything t- together. If it were, if the system was functioning, we wouldn't have an out-of-control police force that murders our fellow Americans. That's not the point of the police. And I'm glad to see that white people are, they, kind, they get it. For, for the most part, young people, though. For many young people. Not a lot of old white crackers. Of course, we still have to deal with them. And then we still have to deal with some people whose pigments are a little darker. And they're w- working for the other team. Like Candace Owens? So we'll get to her in a minute. Um, so I was thinking, okay, because uh, I was watching as I was getting ready for the show, as I do. 
seeing what's happening, gathering footage, reading things, getting, being informed. I don't know. Trying. Trying. We call it trying. Trying to know what the hell is going on. Not just sitting around watching uh, Honey Boo Boo reruns like they want us to. That's the point. You understand? It's never changed. It's as old as recorded history. As the Nazis understood. The, uh, it works the same in every country. We have the bread and circuses. We all say that. Bread and circus. Bread and circus. Well, what do you think... Uh, what do you think is going on? All of this bread and circus. They want us d distracted by bullshit. And I'm glad that they, that the people aren't buying it. A lot of the young people, they give me hope, frankly. They really do. But I don't want them to get distracted because I was watching corporate media and this is why I'm here. F it. Right? It's enough. To, it's, a, it's one thing to just complain about corporate media, but at least, you know, we're doing something. And I consider you guys part of that. It's not just me sitting here. We're in this together. We all have a role to play in this thing. Some people, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And it's sort of like when we went to washington dc with mike malloy i went to washington dc during the um what do you call it the iraq war when there was an, the another yet anniversary of the illegal invasion of a country that didn't attack us an invasion based on lies that people were dying for corporate aggression yet again so I went to Washington, D.C. with Mike Malloy and Bob Kincaid, and Mike's like, I will get arrested. And I'm like, I will videotape it and make the video. And Bob is, I will make sure we have bail money and we can get you out. So everybody has a part to play. And I, th how I, this is how I look at this show, too. So I'm here sitting in the front of the camera but we're all rallying around and making this show possible making the truth possible giving us a gathering place to break through the lies and I really appreciate that I forget about that music cue on Saturdays. But, yeah, that's what it is. We're in this together. I couldn't do this without you, and I wouldn't want to do it without you. And I, we need about a thousand more of you. Hopefully we'll get there. But we won't give up, and that's how you do it. You just don't give up. You, you do it anyway. You get up anyway. But, and you get in front of the camera anyway. Even though you have body dysmorphic disorder. So... I, let me see, Bob, what is this? Lee says, Bob Kincaid should have gotten bail money and his barbecue. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he got a barbecue. He's always barbecuing. I don't eat that barbecue, though. You know, I don't eat animals, so I have my own opinion about that, <laughs> that I keep to myself. When, he, when Bob posts his barbecue pictures, I feel like it's almost like, 
posting images from the Holocaust in my eyes. No offense. I'm not downplaying the Holocaust. You always have to... I'm sorry. I'm always walking through minefields and fucking up. But you know what I'm saying. To me, it's like, okay, let's not uh, post pictures of dead animals. <laughs> Even if they're delicious. I don't know. That's how I look at it. Because we're all in this together. I consider them in, in it with us. They're talk about uh, lower on the ladder. They're the lowest on the ladder, but we're on the same goddamn ladder. That's the truth. And the sooner we all realize that we're in it together, the better. And I know that they eat each other. That's a different story. That's how they were created. We weren't created like that. We have options. We have a brain that allows us to reflect on our behaviors and gives us options. Not, and we also have a physiology that it gives us options. So, all right. Let's, I'm not going off on that tangent again, but it's not a tangent. It is really how I, it's really the core of everything I believe in. It's, we're in it together, bottom line. But I know everybody's not there, and we're not talking about that right now anyway. So one day, one day we will, in general, one day we'll all get there. I, I believe that. And maybe not in my lifetime, but... So anyway, I was watching corporate media, and it was annoying the hell out of me. And this is what I want to bring to everybody's attention. And this is why I called the show, I titled it for tonight, Elites Are Trying to Distract Us from the Change That We Need. Because that's what they're doing. They're on their corporate media, their billionaire-owned, millionaire mouthpiece media networks, corporate media networks. That's what they are. They are the problem. They're the ones that benefit from the income inequality and upward immobility. And they benefit from the class war and the race war. The distraction of the race war. I think that's why I can't stand Trump and Z's. We were talking about this yesterday because they are so easily led. They're so, they're, they are, they're tickled. They, their racist funny bones are so easily tickled. And they are dupes and they fall right into the trap. And it is a trap. But I was watching corporate media and they were, I just have to play this video and you'll get what I'm talking about. Here we go. You know, in some ways, the protests we've seen across the country are all kind of about the same thing, changing the way that law enforcement treats people of color. Video has captured encounters in Indianapolis, Chicago, L.A., Portland, New York, and elsewhere. Okay. I think, is that the protest in general? That might be. I, there, I think it's um, really... It really annoyed the hell out of me. What am I trying to say? That there, he, this MSNBC anchor wants to define the protests. It's not him, though. He's reading a script. The protest is what? You know, in some ways, the protests we've seen across the country are all kind of about the same thing. Changing the way that law enforcement treats people of color. Video has captured and That's it? Changing the way law enforcement treats people of color. 
to me, that's a symptom. It's the same thing as Twitler being in the office and Joe Biden saying, uh, there's nothing wrong. Everything will, nothing will change. Elect me and nothing will change. Is that what the, all the protests are about? Technically, I guess, changing the way law enforcement treats people of color. But we wouldn't be in this boat if not for the economic disparity, the upward immobility, the systematic racism, the class war that has this country and especially those uh, who have darker pigment in economic uh, disparity without a seat at the table. It's the whole thing is a ruse and those who are a little higher on the ladder but are still not in the goddamn they don't have the they're not able to save $400 they're not able to retire all of that they're working three uniquely American low paying jobs these are white people too and they're trying to and they they are still trying to separate us. It's not just about, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody who is black will say to me that I'm uh, I I'm completely off base here. I don't think so. It's really just about black people in America. It's how could that be? It's about all of us. It's there. The our black brothers and sisters aren't in this boat alone. They're in it with us. And they're in it because of the effed up system and everybody. No, it's not that the white community is all everybody who's white is on top of the world looking down on creation. That's for sure. And it's just that, of course, they have so separated us and they would much rather have us fighting amongst each other over whatever privilege, whatever scraps of privilege there might be for the, for the taking. That's what Fox News is there for. Fox News, the propaganda outlet the, of the right wing, of the, uh, Trump TV, basically, it's the preaching. I mean, the demographic of Fox News is a bunch of old white men. No young people are sitting around watching Fox News, few and far between. But these are Social Security recipients, beneficiaries of the New Deal, in a time when America was upwardly mobile for white people, for sure. That country has changed, and they have continued from, the di- from day one. This country has used black people as the distraction, the, uh, the uh, borrowed mules, the whip- whipping posts, the cause for every ill under the sun so as not to change that's for sure
there is uh, it's all another distraction in my opinion they they see what's happening they want to make sure that the American people don't get a clue even now this is the time to get a clue yes it's about police brutality because the police are part of the oppressed the oppressive system that keeps this phony this kiss up kick down phony democracy in place this fake ass um meritocracy it's the covers have been pulled it was pulled by the pandemic and they wanted to remain that way they do not want us to do anything about it and so even right before the show went on the air i was watching because i had the the tv on behind me and michael Steele was on um al sharpton's show and i happened to catch this clip not heard him address from a policy point of view of course they're talking about twitler everything is twitler what's what's he going to do with policy and the policies they're talking about are needed policies yes but they're not the tip of the iceberg on the end of it they are just one piece of the puzzle it's it's band-aids on bleeding arteries an economically just and inclusive society has uh you know doesn't have an out-of-control fascist ass police force and it's uh, anyway. Maybe I'm. Am I wrong here? I don't know. I'm. Of course, I'm seeing it through my own eyes, of what I my 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 experience, what I know about history, and I'm not living in uh, other people's skin, literally, metaphorically either. So, at least, well, I try to put myself in other people's positions, but I see it as such a bigger picture such a bigger problem and i feel that we will miss this opportunity if we go along with the bullshit and barack obama is trying to peddle the bullshit too same old platitudes about oh you know one person can really make a change uh what 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 change would that be is it just that the cops don't get to kill people that helps but what do you do with a system that is still up the most unequal of all Western nations, so-called democracies? What do you do with a system where you're still the least upwardly mobile? Everybody, the working class, where the working with the middle class is now below 50% of, a, of the population, which is not democracy. You can't have a functioning democracy under those circumstances. Nobody, nobody's talking about that. So, okay, the cops can no longer step on somebody's neck, and thank God for that. But everything else it remains in place? I don't see how that's functioning, how that works for, uh, for us, how that will last, how that's change you can believe in. It's like, what, buying a new uh, couch when the whole goddamn house is on fire. 
But here's Michael Steele. Remember, he's uh, he was the Republican Party's answer to Barack Obama. When Barack Obama became, <laughs> when he was nominated, I'm not sure if he, when it was nominated to be the president of, or he was the nominee of the party, of the Democratic Party, the Republican Party turned around. They said, well, we got a black guy, too, here. You know, we got them all here in our big tent. We don't just have the racists and the KKK. We don't have, it's not just David Duke. We have, look, Michael Steele, here you go. You can't tell me, oh, that uh, oh, that was a coincidence. This is how they think. This is how we have a, how we had to endure somebody like Sarah Palin. Oh, does she tick off uh, certain demographic characteristics? Oh, she's evangelical. She is pro-life. She, whatever, no meaning pro-birth. I'm sorry, excuse me. She's a moron. She's a, she's a, a woman. She's got, uh, you know, some ovaries. Great. Check, 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 check. That's all that matters to them. So not very, I mean, not uh, anything of substance. So Michael Steele, I never forget him. He's the one. Partly. I, um, one, a long time ago, not a long time. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago. One of his tweets Remember when there were, it was Black History Month, and there were some school children in Newark, New Jersey, that sang a song for Black History Month, and they included the name Barack Hussein Obama in their song? Because he was the effing president of the goddamn United Crappy States? I'm sorry. I'm in a mood. The, uh, the, the greatest country on earth, I meant. So the kids were, Barack Hussein Obama, he's the president of the United States. And any other time, that would be something to be, oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that great? In this fascist ass, goddamn right wing freak out, because everything that they feared about Obama is what they are. Michael Steele, he participated. He jumped right in on the bandwagon saying, like, oh, what is uh, uh, these school children? They are talking about Barack Hussein Obama singing a song to him. What is this, North Korea? That Michael Steele. That's the Michael Steele that they have on MSNBC constantly giving his opinions. You know, now he hates Trump, of course. Wait, give him time. Next, whatever, uh, it's just that Trump is a little bit too far over the line for them. If Trump knew how to control himself and was capable of not tweeting, it didn't, it wouldn't matter. If he behaved exactly how he behaves, as abhorrently, as disgustingly and fascistically, they would be all for him. You know that. It's the matter of he's letting the freak flag fly. He's out of the closet. The bats are out of the belfry with him. So there, well, you know, you got some of these Republicans who are, they uh, all of a sudden, 
They're against Trump. But if it were P- Pence, imagine if Mike Pence, if Trump stroked out and Mike Pence was the president and he was he was advancing the equally as abhorrent policies, but with a little more tact, you know what the Republicans would be doing. You know what Michael Steele would say. Look, for example, here's the tweet, now that I'm saying it. I'll show you my screen. It's on this website. Well, it's on PolitiFact. In a now viral video, impressionable youngsters at a public school in New Jersey have been instructed to sing praises of Barack Hussein Obama. This is Michael Steele in, 19, in uh, 2009 in an email blast from the RNC. Be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Because kids aren't supposed to be proud of, their, of the president. No, no, only proud of a Twitler. If kids were singing about Twitler, Republicans are cool. They would be cool with that. No, you're not supposed to sing that in this racist-ass country. These young kids, they have somebody that they could look up to. They should be proud of. That we all could be proud of, frankly. I mean, I don't agree with Barack Obama in many, many of his policies. We know that. He's a DLC Democrat. He undermines the progressive ideology, the progressive policies that we need, that we need to restore this country. But come on. You could be proud of him. He is the epitome of the American dream, somebody who pulled himself up by his bootstraps on his own merit, not his daddy's trust fund that he bankrupted six times. Single mom raised him uh, him um, by herself, and in this racist ass country, became the goddamn president. And not only when he and when he got out of law school, uh, that he got into on his own merit, not like Jared Kushner, whose daddy made a two and a half million dollar donation to Harvard. That's how they get in. They know how inadequate they are, these losers, these right-wing fascist freaks. They always have to buy their way. That's why they don't want to lose their privilege. Otherwise, what would they be? They couldn't do what Obama did. They couldn't pull themselves out of their own whatever circumstances on their own merit. They needed daddy. To pay and grease palms. Make deals, making deals, backroom deals, kicking down on people. These fucking idiots, they, they couldn't hold a candle. That's why they know. That's why Twitler is so offended. He's so obsessed with Barack Obama because he understands how inadequate he is. But after Obama graduated from Harvard, he went into community organizing. He could have went into any corporate law firm or whatever and made a lot of money. Because isn't that what's, what's the most important thing in the world? 
here in the United States of serfs and lords. It's not helping anybody. Helping your fellow Americans? <laughs> oh, God, you're kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You're supposed to help yourself, number one, and that's it. Get yourself a nice trophy wife and some fucking hanging on kids who are useless and do nothing for society. So you can look at them and, and uh, I don't know, charge them with uh, t intimidating your enemies so they can win your love. That's what they're doing. This country, they, the Republicans are destroying everything that is good about, about society as a whole. What makes society something that is, uh, you know, life? What makes life worth living? What makes a country worth, uh, worthy of praise? What are they doing that's worthy of praise? Does anybody know that anyone in the world is looking at this country? Because Twitler's always saying how then no one's laughing at us now. Bullshit. They're not just laughing. They're shaking their heads in disgust. Jesus Christ, they're so delusional, these idiots. They really are. They have to be. Look at their standard bearer. But I don't want to... Um, negate or erase history. That's what the Republicans, that's what the DLC Democrats, nobody wants us to connect the dots. They want to get away scot-free with everything they've done, that the DLCers have done, to bring us to this position that Barack Obama has done. Yes. What did he do when he had the power? He had to work... Oh, he want to work across the aisle, reach across the aisle. He wanted uh, to have the Republicans come to their senses, he would say. They're, eventually, the fog will lift. If he spewed as much, as many Republican policies back at them, maybe one day they'll, they'll come to their senses and they'll work with him. Yeah, how's that? How did that ever work out, I wonder? You don't work with snakes. You don't work with fascists. But here we are. I mean, I don't know. I, I just... He should have... Uh, whatever. Should have, would have, could have. We, what we need to do is not miss this moment. Fuck him. Sorry for cursing again. I don't know. Why am I cursing all the time? I just feel like I've de degenerated into cursing a lot. Whatever. This show, I should have a disclaimer. This show has a lot of curses. <laughs> but, yeah, why not, though? Why not? This is not the corporate media. We get to do what we want here, and thank you for your support. And the more you support, the more we can do it. And we have to go up against them. So let me continue to play what, what we were playing just now. What he would propose that his administration, his Justice Department, and the Congress do. I've seen him more aggressive and, and specific for Michael Flynn than I've seen yeah. for him yes. or do for George Floyd. 
Yeah, uh, Reverend Al, that's that's not lost on on anyone at this point, particularly as uh, this conversation, this national conversation around the the, the militarization of our police force, uh, which has. Is that the national conversation? Is that the only national conversation? That's this is what I'm trying to figure out. Our national conversation about the militarization of the police force. Is that it? I wish it was just it. I wish that we had a functioning society and the only thing that was fucked up is the militarization of the police force. Or is the militarization of the police force a symptom of the larger issue at hand here, which is the goddamn class war? And in that class war, the casualties are our african-american brothers and sisters who are on the front lines they're on the front lines of this effing class war we and then we have a lot of vichy asshole white people who don't even realize it this is my diagnosis i don't know am i wrong let me know i'm easy to get in touch with (laughs) Thank you again for <laughs> Jim for your super chat. More cursing, sure, definitely. But I don't know. The militarization of our police force—that problem is easy. You understand? Corporate media wants us to focus on that. It's not the, just the corporate media. The corporate media who represents the six giant transnational corporations who own the megaphone of this country and want the people divided. They have played this ruse on us and they're hoping against hope that we don't get a clue. So I know that young people, they're not sitting home watching MSNBC. Thank God. They're out in the streets. And I hope when they get home and they want to relax or they want to not, I don't know, they tune, they tune into this show or other shows like it and turn this goddamn corporate media off. It is not news. It is infotainment. It's bullshit. And they're not giving you the full story. How dare they? Really? They are falling down on the job of the the only constitutionally protected job in the goddamn country. Media, the only thing that's vital for this country, uh, for a democracy. That's why we're not a functioning democracy. And it pisses me off. I just can't stand to hear it constantly us constantly miss the mark and I'm afraid it's going to happen again I really am that's why I'm talking about it a lot because I'm just sick of it I'm sick of us getting a clue you know you see things happening like Occupy Wall Street you see okay Bernie Sanders we could try let's try to do this and uh, take over the Democratic Party from the inside and okay that didn't work Corporate media, again, colluded with the elites. And Bernie, you know, rolled over. 
Of course, this is what he does. He's not really uh, revolutionary, I suppose. And now the, the people are sick of the constant abuse from the fascist authorities. These cops run rampant on communities who are on the front lines in the class war. And here comes the corporate media misdiagnosing the problem again. Oh, what, oh, the protests erupting all over the country about police brutality. It's not just police brutality. Yes, that is the drop that put the bucket over. Anyway, am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think so. I I hope that... I mean, obviously, come on. Now I'm saying to myself, what am, what am I talking about? Of course I'm not wrong. How would I be wrong? And corporate media, right. Corporate media is giving us the true story. They're giving us the full picture. What am I, nuts or something? All of a sudden, I'm questioning myself whether the corporate media is really giving us the full goddamn view of what's happening in this country. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. I must be nuts. I guess it's because it's the constant repetition. You hear it all the time. Well, I guess if we make sure that we don't have a militarized police force, that'll be that. That's the end of the story. No, no, we're fixed. We're done. No harm, no foul. We can all go on with a being great, just a great-ass country where the rich get richer, the working class become the working poor, and you never retire, you don't have health care, you don't have $400, or, uh, or, you know, the American dream. But at least uh, you got one thing. You got a friendly cop on the corner? How does that work? And how long will that last, frankly? The fascist corporate state needs its strong arm of the law. That's how it works. And this is why we can't, we cannot give up. We can't push, uh, allow them to push us back, to slow this down. And they're trying as they might. Well, let's continue with Michael Steele. Been sort of an undercurrent conversation for quite some time now, some six or seven years, and yet nothing has been done. The power and impact of the murder of George Floyd is that it has now thrust this conversation up where it rightly belongs, um, not just in local communities, but nationally. Um, there is some concern uh, in some quarters and some debates about what the federal government can do with respect to uh, local, state uh, police operations and the like. But that, that to me is a red herring. I, I don't think we should get sidetracked by that. I think we should look to our federal officials uh, to be very much a part of this conversation. And the expectation needs to be, needs to be, that the White House comes forward uh, with some legitimate proposals that addresses this. Otherwise, uh, anything they say will not be deemed legitimate. Uh, if you know, you can you can offer the platitudes in response to what happened to Mr. Floyd. You can you can say the nice words, but right now this country uh, is looking for concrete steps because we don't want what happened after Sandy Hook. 
when it was a 90% issue with the country that something be done with respect to gun violence and gun control, et cetera. And our okay, we don't want any platitudes. What the hell are you offering? And this is the problem. We're in big trouble because the media, the corporate media will beat this drum incessantly, nonstop. Oh, police brutality, police brutality. That's it. As if everything else is hunky goddamn dory. How did we get here? These pigs. And I don't, I mean, sorry, pigs. I love you, pigs. (laughs) I love you, pigs. Word up, pigs. Power to the pigs. For real. I mean, pigs, not cops. Real pigs. Actual pigs. Who are... Do more for this world than any Republican could ever do. If this doesn't say everything right here, this Fox News stock market graphic, I don't know if you saw this. Well, how could I know? I can't read your mind, but... S&P 500 percentage change one week after event. The MLK assassination... Well, the S&P 500 went up. Oh, what is it? Is it going down or up? I don't know. Something. There was a change. 2.9%. Rodney King's case. 1.2. Michael Brown's death. 1.2. Oh, my God. George George Floyd's death. 3.4% change in the S&P. If that doesn't say it all, what the hell does? It's about money, money and power, keeping people in their place. As long as the money keeps flowing to the top, that's fine. How disgusting and abhorrent. MLK assassination, S&P 500 percentage change one week after event, 2.9%. Oh, don't worry. The stocks will keep funneling to the top. Who ordered this graphic? This is what's going on in in uh, Fox News. They have absolutely no reason. I mean, they have no, not reason. They don't have, they have no other point. There's nothing else worthy of respect in these freaks' eyes. It's just money. Nothing matters except money. And that's not how you have a functioning society. I'm sorry. The human race, everything about us, communities, humanity, cannot be funded. It cannot, not funded. What's the word? It can't all be boiled down to fucking money. Who makes a profit What is the point of life? For Christ's sakes, is it so? And and trust me, it's not in that graphic. You're not in that graphic. I'm not in it, except as much as we buy, consume. Consumers get out and buy things. Well, after MLK's death, go. They went out and bought. Somebody was buying three point nine percent or two point nine. It's 
abhorrent and disgusting, and we know it in our souls. So why do we allow them to continue to control the society? They have done enough damage for enough lifetimes, two enough lifetimes, to enough people. So apparently Fox News says it's sorry. This is how it goes. I don't know if you know that. Uh, well, you, of course you know. What do I know? You know it. I know it. We all know it. That the cops are, the cops who murdered George Floyd, they keep upping their charges, right? So cops, let's see. First it was, uh, you know, probably a slap on the wrist. Oh, well, be, a good, be good boys and girls, or boys in this instance. And then it was, okay, murder three. Then it was, okay, murder two. All right. Now they're, uh, other cops are, they were getting off the hook. Now it's okay. Now they're being charged with aiding and abetting. They keep upping it because people are like, fuck this. You think they're doing this? They're prosecuting these, uh, these cops because... Oh, it's the right thing to do? It's because we're not taking the shit anymore. It's not stopping. So, they're like, okay, uh, here, uh, here's just, let's charge them with aiding and abetting. Oh, okay. And even in New York City, of course, they, of course, they always have to, all the... The governor, the mayor, it doesn't matter what the cops do. They have to come to their defense. Even when they push a 75-year-old man over. If, now, if this was a different time, what do you think would happen? Nothing. If this wasn't on video, if everybody didn't have a phone, and there was a story of someone being pushed, what would happen? Nothing. It's the... It's that when we see it with our own eyes, you can't deny how disgusting it is. But speaking of disgusting, here's something that really disgusted me. Just want to look at the time or the music cue. It's coming up any minute. Oh, God. Oh, I'm looking at the chat. Thank you, Shannon. As always, Shannon... Thanks for being you. That's so cute. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for being you. Jesus Christ. Where is everybody? Let me see who's on the chat. Lee, hello. Hello, Stephen Lee and Paradu and Els and Jim, Haiku, Andrea. Where is... And Shannon... And Greg, hello, hello. Resist Evolve, thank you, hello. And Sin City, hello, hello. Cheyenne, nice to see ya. Hello, Daniel, nice to see ya. And Patricia, Black Romulan, cool name. <laughs> I like that name. Ed the First, hello, welcome, Greg. Yes. Thanks for hanging out. And if you're on any other channel, please come over to the RDT Daily YouTube channel at RDT Daily. 
uh, no, it's youtube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. That's how they do it. They put the C in there, YouTube, for channel. Banter board, hello. If I missed your name, please let me know. And Deborah, thank you guys. I look forward to seeing you every week. We're in this together. Isn't that, it's nicer to know. And I want to thank Len for sending me uh, a card and a very generous donation. I received your card. It came in a, in a good day for me. Well, good meaning bad. So I needed to, <laughs> meaning it was very much welcome. So. All right. I don't know. It's hard to tell when this music is coming. That's why I'm like hesitating to play this other video. Oh, here it comes. Look at that. All right. Yes, I just wanted to get the card out. I got Len's card in the mail. And it said, fuck yeah. So, thank you, guys. <laughs> These are the things that keep me going. Anyway, but it keeps us all going, and I appreciate it. That's all I can say. Whatever. This show really, I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's I'm here sitting in the helm, but it's really our show, and that's how I look at it, uh, for real. So... Because what's the point? Otherwise, I I did this show. It's like I did the... I started Republican Dirty Tricks because I needed an outlet. Same thing here. I'm pissed off about the world, uh, about injustice, and it's better than simply complaining about the corporate media. You're trying to do something about it, at least cut through the lies, the distractions, the distortions of the corporate media elite, the entire elite on both sides of the aisle. This is a problem. We know that. Real liberals know that. And it's not about, uh, okay, I say it all the time. I'm going to vote for Biden because I have to stop. This has to stop. But it's not over a in any sense. Biden, come on. That's the best we got to go up against Twitler in this time? It's, a, it's pathetic. Him? The guy who helped send jobs overseas? I mean, there's so many reasons that he is the wrong person besides being somebody who's like, hey, look me over if you like me. Um, I don't know, vote for me. If not, you know, vote for the other guy, whatever. Oh, that's what you need when uh, the American middle class is dead. It needs a goddamn life support. It's on life support. It needs somebody to, you know, bing, bong, bing, bong. Call in back up and try to resuscitate it. Come on. We got him? And he, look at this campaign ad. I happened to catch it because I was grabbing another video. And here it is. It's so inspiring. Oh, it's so low. 
God damn it. It's barely perceptible. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. The fucking... Sometimes the videos that I capture, they are... The, the audio is just so goddamn low. I have to figure out why. Thank you, Stephen Lee, but not to get to... What, I, what am I? Chopped liver? No! I'm sorry I missed you in there. And hello, Darius. I'm sorry, Stephen. I'm going through the list. It's hard to see. I can barely see. My eyes are shut. They're full. I've seen so much. My eyes are full. It's like you can't even see anything more. Can't fit any more things in your eyes. They're like overflowing. So, thank you. <laughs> what am I, chopped liver? Not in the least. Not at all. I apologize. And that sucks too. I hate that. If I, you know, don't get recognized for something. When you're on the list, it stinks. Hello, Marksy. I hope you're having a nice dinner. So, all right. What was I going to say? So, but in his Joe Biden's ad, I, uh, I'm Joe Biden. Uh, I'm, I want you to join my campaign. Uh, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you like me, look me over. Uh, you know, if not, you know, vote for the other guy. Like, what the fuck kind of shit is that? If you like me, look me over. Honey, we've been looking you over for 40 years and three times. What, well, is this the third time? Uh, I think a couple of times before we were like, next. Sorry. The f other times you were, you had to drop out because you were plagiarizing. This time you plagiarized again, but who cares? You could, they didn't care. Let him stay in, even though he was still plagiarizing. Plagiarizing camp, uh, climate change policy. Yeah, because he cares so much about it. He was just copying and pasting it, as he had done in other campaigns. Copying and pasting, giving speeches as if he was the ones coming up with the words coming out of his mouth. All you have to say is, as so-and-so said, as JFK said, as whatever the hell somebody said, blah, 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 blah. Instead, he's up there as if he's, uh, you know, giving a, a, the, his, his own words. Fucking so stupid and lazy. And that goes to show you, it doesn't matter. This is what alarms me. Yeah, I'll vote for the fucking guy. And I've seen, I don't know, I've, I'm, a, I'm pretty active on social media. I'm always looking and seeing, trying to see what the hell's going on. I don't, I haven't yet to see maybe a couple of people. That's wrong. Now that I'm thinking of it, I, there's one person that I saw that is completely not completely. I mean, he says he loves Joe Biden. Okay, good. There's one. We got one. And I asked him, actually, on Twitter, okay, why? He's like, I don't just like Joe Biden. Because there was a hashtag that was trending. Uh, hashtag, I don't like Joe Biden. And so, whatever. Who cares? I don't know where it generated from. but And he wrote, hashtag, I don't like Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. So I tweeted back to him, why? Sincerely, I want to know why. 
I would like to love, too. I like love. I've heard of it. <laughs> and I, speaking of love. Hello. Are you in love, Junior? You're a good boy. So, it's all right, sit down. If you want to stay, you got to sit. <laughs> you just have to sit and be yourself, and everybody will look at you and feel better about the world. That's how it works. You're in the world. We like that part about you. <laughs> we like that part about you, right, Shannon? <laughs> so... What was I saying? All right. I didn't want to go off on Joe Biden. I know. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Go off. It's not. It won't be the last. It wasn't the first and it won't be the last. It can't be helped. Uh, uh, I'm Joe Biden. Uh, uh, look me over. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm am I making fun of his stutter? Does he have a stutter? Or is that just another the, all of the sudden? I never heard of his stutter before. I never heard he struggled. We were all supposed to be like, oh, don't shame him. He has a stutter. We're mocking his disability all of the sudden. Okay, I don't care. It doesn't matter. He's fine. Trust me. He's not. He wasn't uh, concerned when he was talking about getting in the boat with Bob Dole about cutting people's Social Security and Medicare. You know, the sacred cows. It doesn't... Oh, okay. Okay. Relax. Relax, Devlin. Relax. So, okay. I wanted to play this video. So here is Twitler in the Rose Garden saying... Oh, God damn it. That whole break, I went... I messed it up. Be right back. <laughs> See, I was waiting for the break, and then I went on a whole tirade. So, Twitler, I don't know if you saw this. He was like, oh, it's a great day for George Floyd. Is it? Well, he's dead. What a great day that unemployment went up or down or something. It went up for black people. But it went down. It ticked down. Apparently, there's something wrong with those numbers, they're saying. That, of course, he's, a, he's, a, he's such a disgrace to humanity. And here's Trump in the Rose Garden, where, right? At the White House. And putting people to work and getting money that they've never made before. So it's been really a terrific thing. It's now time for... Like never made before. Renew and it's like never before. The promise of America, and that's true. We're going to work together. It'll yeah, work out. well, it'll all work out. Oh Some fuck you! Did you hear him? I think promise of America, and that's true. We're going to work together. It'll all work out. It'll all work out. Some yeah, it'll all work out. Don't do shit. Don't do a fucking thing. It'll all work out. Nothing has to change. Everything's working out great for him, except it's so unfair when. Anybody tries to uh, give him some consequences for his l unlawful actions, that's, it's, that's when it's unfair. It's not working out then. But as for 
the American sheeple, the class war wrapped up, uh, wrapped up in a race war. That's that'll all work out. You'll see. Magic, sort of like what uh, he said to Stormy Daniels. Yeah, yeah. I trust me. It'll be. It's gonna be great. This may need a little help yet, but I think for the most part they're in good shape. We have uh, fantastic military. We have fantastic national huh. guard. Yeah, what a great military! You could really dominate with that military. Every fascist state needs that strong arm of the law to keep the dumb people in line, especially those on the lower end of the ladder. You, uh, right now, they're getting a little uppity, though. They're sick of people stepping on their necks and shit. Don't worry. It'll all work out. National Guard was barely used. Oh. And these people have done an unbelievable job. They helped the Secret Service. Wow. At Washington, Secret Service, by the way, are unbelievable. Yeah, everybody's unbelievable. Is unbelievable. There was never any... Can't believe like, um, oh, Jesus, how unbelievable they are. All I could see is what I was seeing on television. Yeah, because I'm the president of the fucking United States. I have the the greatest or the <laughs> I have the I have intelligence agencies at my disposal, but I see all I see was on TV. I mean, what the hell is he watching? Fucking Game of Thrones or something? Yeah, he saw some lady with a dragon and... All I could see was a... Uh, you would never believe it. Somebody uh, like you would never believe. A bunch of zombies. The world's at an end. Like you would never believe. I was seeing on television. But they were outside and the Secret Service was... They were outside. But we were also helped by the D.C. police, and we were helped by the National Guard. It was unbelievable. They came in. Help you do what? You freak? Help you into the bunker, you baby? Little bunker baby? What did they do? Did they powder your butt in the bunker? They say, yes, sir. Sir, look at this, sir. That's how you know he's lying. Sir. Yeah, how? I'm looking at the chat. Paradu, how does he stomach himself? Exactly. How? How does anybody stand there? How does this fucking lady stand there next to him? All of them just stand there like props to this idiot. If this was a functioning society, not only would he not be standing there as the so-called president, those people would be like, I'm, I'm out of here. I work too hard in my life. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not standing here like a prop. For this idiot to ramble on? He has to call a press conference because somebody gave him some positive numbers? What positive numbers can you crow about in a country where 110,000 Americans just died in two effing months? And then... Uh, 40 million Americans lost their jobs in the only country that has... Mass unemployment like that in the pandemic. Every other country has a pandemic. No other country has 40 million out of work. Let's remember that. I keep telling this to people, those who I know uh, uh, casually, acquaintances. I say this to them. 
They have no clue. This alarms me. I, I show them the graph of European unemployment. It's a straight line. It is what it's been before the pandemic. Our unemployment line goes right up. They don't know because the corporate media is not telling them. But that's part of why people are in the streets. They know. They're feeling it. These are people, if everything was functioning, this would not be happening. George Floyd is, was on the front lines of the class war. He is a casualty of the class war. Do not be distracted and make no mistakes about it. That is the truth. He, this was like a piece of cake. And I really am suggesting, because if you look at Minnesota and the great success we had there and other places... What I fucking success? Some of these governors that are too proud in New York. I mean, you see what's going on there. You see Don't on TV proud. what's on. Get the job done. You'll end up looking much better. Looking better. Well, that's all that matters, how you look. Like Melania. We'll have so many people, more people, than you have to dominate the streets. You oh, can't fuck let you. Dominate. It's called dominate the streets. It's, that's what it's called. New York, where they're breaking into stores and, and all of the things. Shut your lie hole. You can't let it happen. Equal yeah, look, and this lady over there is like nodding. Must mean that every American receives equal treatment in every encounter. Look, now he's reading. Equal protection under the law means every American needs equal treatment in every encounter. Like he fucking believes that. This is the guy that's like, oh, don't be so nice. Bang their heads. You know, equal protection under the law where you get your day in court, where the cops. If they're charged with arresting you, they're not there to administer justice, you fucking freak. They're there to take you to the place where the judge and a jury of your peers decide what's going to happen to you. The cops don't get to beat the shit out of you. That's not America, you fucking freak. Supposedly. I mean, it is America, but it's not supposed to be. In a functioning America, that's not what happens. Don't be too nice when you're arresting someone. That's what supposedly separates us from the... from autocracies, from illegitimate fucking governments, from the governments the founders rebelled against. Son of a bitch. Law enforcement, regardless of race, color, gender, or creed, they have to receive fair treatment. Oh, do they? Law enforcement, they have to receive it. They do. They got to receive it. We can't let that happen. Hopefully, George is looking down right now and saying it's a great thing that's happening for our country. Fucking scumbag. This is a great day for him. Now and saying there's a great thing that's happening. He's looking down and saying. This is a great thing that's happening to our country. It's a great day for him. It's a great day for our country. Hopefully Not your George country. He's looking down right now and saying there's a great thing that's happening for our country. There's a great day for him. It's a great day for everybody. This is a great day for everybody. This is a great, great day <sighs> in terms of equality. Oh, my God. It's really what our Constitution requires, and it's what our country is all about. Right. Yeah, I guess he's right there. 
He's right, right about that. It's what our country's all about. Bullshit, distractions, lies, division, racist ramblings of a fucking white tyrant. We have to dominate. Dominate the streets. It's a great day for George Floyd. And so after going out there and saying what a great day it is for George Floyd, who's dead? He's not having any day. He's not having a great day. He's not having a bad day. He's not having a mediocre day, a lazy day, a day off, a day at work, a day with his family, a day with friends. He's not taking a walk on the beach. He's not... You know, all of the above. He's not having any days at all because he's dead. You fucking disgusting monster. Having a great day. He's looking down. Oh, not like looking up. Remember how Twitler was with his Nuremberg rally fascist bastard freaks? The Trump banzies? He was talking about a senator. Oh, well, he's probably looking up. <laughs> Wait, give him time. Trust me. He'll say that too. Trust me. Because one thing that he did, which is vile and disgusting, well, I mean, that's what he is. You can only expect grunts from pigs, as my father used to say. It's the truth. You can't expect... Uh, now a fish not to f- swim and a bird not to fly. And a twittler is going to lie and be a freak and be a disgusting, greed-centered pig. So Glenn Beck, he, t- he retweeted this video after saying it's a great day for our country. We all have to be treated equally. It's a terrible thing that happened to George Floyd. We all should be equal protected under the law he retweets glenn beck and candace owens is her name candace o bashing george floyd but she is this this she's part of this fucking thing called blexit which is something that it was co-opted of course she took it because republicans have no original ideas ever like they're not creative in any way so candace amber owens is an american conservative conservative commentator and political activist best known for her pro-trump activism that began around 2016 after being very critical of trump supposedly and the republican party and she is now Oh, criticizing Black Lives Matter and the Democratic Party that she calls Democrat Party, of course. And she's a big favorite on Fox News and any of these conservative fascist freak networks because she's black and she acts as a human shield for the for um, the white ass racists. So this is Glenn Beck and Candace Owens discussing George Floyd, how he's not a hero. You know, I don't care if he just stabs somebody. If he's down on the ground and you have him, don't put your don't put your knee on his neck and oh, kill well, him. That's isn't ridiculous. That's generous of you. That. However, Glenn. however, th- th- this is a guy with a very long record and a very long motherfuckers. Uh, uh, criminal record. Here it comes. Uh, he was said to be clear. Here we go. You knew it was going to happen any minute now. And this is this. Remember, 
This is the video that Twitler retweeted. Up his life by his family. I hope that was true. Uh, but he was also high on fentanyl and dropped a bag of drugs that he was carrying. at. So he should be dead, you see. So he had the disease of addiction. I thought we were supposed to be compassionate to people who were struggling with addiction. The death by despair caused by this racist-ass country. So he was struggling with a disease. And these fucking freaks. You know, I got a lot of... uh, I have the disease of addiction, you fucking pig. So does this Glenn Beck piece of shit. According to his own words, Glenn Beck, he's, he's a cokehead, alcoholic. So you think he would know better? Of course not. He recovered his life and free will, but that's okay for him. What if we caught him in his, uh, cops pulled him over. He was holding coke. What would he do with it? Oh, it's okay because he's a white guy. Who found Jesus? It's all about timing, you freak. You mother effing bastards. This pissed me off to no end because these are the conservatives right there. Remember when Trump was on a tour in his uh, disgusting 2016 uh, horrible mystery tour to become the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes, he had this guy on his uh who was following him around who his son had died of a heroin overdose and trump and um all of his the rest of the nuremberg rally crowd were all so sympathetic oh it could happen to anybody it could happen to look even this guy but he was a white guy of course so his son had died, unfortunately, of the disease of addiction. Oh, it could happen to... Uh, you could be so strong and you could still succumb to, to addiction. You could still be a casualty. In this war of... Uh, you know, oh, We're in this opioid epidemic. But in the opioid epidemic, um, George Floyd, who who had the disease of addiction, so he should be dead. He should not be honored. But Glenn Beck, I mean, you get it, what I'm saying, because Glenn Beck is a fucking alcoholic cokehead. He's okay, though. It's all about timing. There's a picture behind me, right there. See that woman? Right here? That is my friend who died of an aneurysm in the year 2000, unfortunately. She was my... She was a recovering addict. She saved my life. But she was also... Before she became my sponsor, right? My recovered... My recovery uh, mentor. She had been a homeless person. She lived on the streets of Chico, California as a homeless heroin addict. She got her life by the grace of whatever, Namya Horenge Kyo, she got her life together thanks to people 
who helped her, because we're in this together, she ended up taking public assistance, going to school, getting her degree in nursing. She rose up, <laughs> lifted herself up by the bootstraps. That one time, the social safety net worked, I suppose. Ended up becoming a nurse for people who had um, been in horrible accidents and they were paralyzed by the, from the waist down. She worked in this unit for years. She became the head nurse there. And she unfortunately died of an aneurysm suddenly one day. It was a hor It's horrible. It still pains me to this day. But you have to think that it's all about timing in this life. So she was able, thankfully, before she died, to put, to give, to be able to have recovery, to, to be able to go to school and to get her life together. But how many people walked by her on the street and didn't give her a second look? A nothing, a garbage person. When she died, her funeral. At the, uh, at the Unitarian Church on Staten Island. It was standing room only, down the block. All of the people she had helped. Not just me, people from her, from her um, hospital. But that's the way life is. It's all about timing. And we are all, none of us are... Uh, you know, we're only just one day at a time, all of us. And it's all about timing. So George Floyd, if he was if he was on fentanyl, who gives a shit? That mean that doesn't mean shit. That means he was suffering from the disease of addiction. And they killed him. They could have killed me. They could have killed my friend before she had a chance to get her life together. And this is what makes me sick about these freaks, about these filthy, disgusting Republicans, the conservatives. How dare they cry their crocodile tears? How Glenn Beck, how he recovered his life. In his new book, The Seven Wonders That Will Change Your Life, Glenn Beck and Keith Abloh, M.D., candidly discuss how the television host managed to turn his life around. It was my darkest moment, Christmas Eve. My wife, I had divorced a few months earlier, and I spent the day with my amazing daughters. I remember being so excited from Christmas Eve. I hope there was enough magic to blunt the hurt. Santa's reindeers, uh, whatever. Find their gifts under the tree and check whether Santa and his reindeers... This is how he ruins Christmas, basically, because he was a fucking addict. But he's not a garbage person, right? Not like George Floyd. We shouldn't honor him... Unbelievable. These fake, filthy bastard Republicans. Guys, if you're on Progressive Voices, please thank you. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin, and you can hear the rest of the show on my iTunes. In the meantime, we stick together. We win.
Thank you for all your support. And see you soon. My name is Tara Devlin. Damn, it goes on a long time. <laughs> All right. Now, we're still on the show. That's just for progressive voices. <sighs> Why hadn't I been able to stop drinking and using drugs? Why had I worked so hard for so long and yet now sat in an apartment alone, more miserable than ever? Why could I never seem to make the right decision? Why couldn't I find meaning in life? Yeah, fuck you, Glenn Beck. This is Glenn Beck. The same guy who is calling George Floyd a, a garbage person who, ne who shouldn't be honored because he was just like Glenn Beck. You fucking bastards. Time. Is this really the guy that black America? I mean, they were very careful to pick Rosa Parks. Is this How the symbol you? of of black America today? Um, I'm going to say, yes, it is a symbol of black America today. And it's a symbol of a broken culture in black America today. And that people are not willing to talk about again, um, how we contribute to our own demise. How um, dare the you. fact that he has been held up as a martyr sickens me. Uh, really? What was not a good so we should, so people who have the disease of addiction should not be honored. It's okay to murder people. We saw this coming a mile away. You know it. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be... It doesn't matter. They want an excuse to kill you outright. You knew this was going to happen. They did it to Trayvon Martin. They do it to every African-American brother and sister of ours who gets murdered. They come up with a story why it's justified. He's a thug. These people are sick. And the fact that this woman, Candace Owen, real Candace O, how, how does her family stand her? Honestly. Talk about a traitor. Let's listen to the rest of this disgusting exchange. The martyr sickens me. Uh, George Floyd was Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I know I said I would stop that. But... That they made him a martyr sickens me. Fuck you, bitch. Because he's a, he's sick. Let's say I don't know the whole story. I don't know. If I if it's true what they're saying, I think it might be that he George Floyd had fentanyl in his system. That means he had the disease that I have, and I have a daily reprieve. You know, contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition. We all do. Everybody who has that disease understands that. So Glenn uh, Beck has it. And that's what makes me even more disgusted. And so does Candace Owen. It's like all these people are so vile. It's the hypocrisy. Constant hypocrisy. They never stop with the hypocrisy. What about them? They don't bring anything to the table. They don't even bring the wisdom of their experience to the table. You understand? Even 
Rush Limbaugh, same thing. He's an addict, sent his maid out to buy drugs for him. He never learned. He never became a better person. Sometimes you think, okay, they have near-death experiences. They see pain. They open their eyes. They, they, they change. Maybe they have that Lee Atwater experience where they see, oh, shit, life is short. I, I can sh- I'm struggling like everybody. We're all in this together. Some people are up. Some people are down. Thank goodness we're not all up or down at the same time so we can help each other. Like FDR, when he got, when he was stricken with polio, that's the difference between a Republican and and a normal person, though, I have to say. Because when FDR, part of, they say, when FDR was stricken with polio, it was one of the things that really opened his eyes to how... We all needed each other. He knew that, even though he was rich. He, I'm sure, had a a kinder heart than these freaks would ever have. That, but he understood even more because he, he knew it. He needed help to get out of fucking bed in the morning. So what, he was lucky enough to have his fortune... And it, but because he isn't a disgusting sociopath... Or a conservative, same thing, sorry. They, he was able to say, hey, you know, I'm lucky. I have resources at my disposal. What if you're someone who doesn't have anything and, you ha- and all of a sudden you wake up and you can't walk? What do you do? That's why he, he pushed for social safety net programs. And policies, partly, even though, even before. Um, I mean, when he was the governor of New York, the New York was the only state that had any social safety net programs during the Depression because FDR was governor. So these people are, there's something in their souls that distinguish them uh, from normal people. They're not... They're just vile. Something's wrong with them. Even when they go through life, life threatening experiences like addiction, they don't seem to learn a goddamn thing. They waste everything. Everything is just another reason to kick down on somebody else and spread ignorance. And and ensure how dare they. This bitch is, she's, she's, uh, sickened that someone with the disease of addiction is being honored and mourned? Is this what she's saying? I, I really hope that karma, you know, uh, that karma really is a bitch, frankly, on this bitch. This this person, I'm sure I don't I don't know her from a hole in the wall, but I do know that she's because she's black and a conservative. They will put her on any Fox News show as their human shield, and Glenn Beck will have her up there. And uh, he she allows them to be as racist and disgusting as they they are. 
She allows them to let their freak flag fly. She is a self-loathing... I don't know. She's a Vichy collaborator, that's for sure. She's like a log cabin Republican in my eyes. Good person. And ugly, too. I mean, on the inside. Just an ugly way of living and thinking about other people. So what? So fucking what? He had fentanyl on him. You put your knee on his neck, you son of a bitch? He needed treatment. Not death, you pig. No offense to pigs. What? Um, if somebody put their fucking knee on my friend's neck before she got clean and was able to help me, maybe I wouldn't be here either. It all, you know, we're all in this together. So what? That he was in the grips of his addiction, if that's the case. He didn't deserve to die. You son of a bitch. And it sickens you that people are mourning him? There's the hypocrisy of the Republican Party right there. The tr I have to look this person up, this Trump troubadour. I don't care who wants to spin that. I don't care how CNN wants to make you think he changed his life around or MSNBC wants you to believe he was just, you know, after his uh, uh, sixth stint in prison, I think, or fifth stint in prison. Really good. Yeah, because he was an addict. I could tell you stories in the rooms of people who come and have years and years struggling. Up and down, in and out of treatment centers, in and out of prisons, jails, institutions, and death. Those are the outcomes of people with addiction. Usually, you don't want to die by the hands of the police. When they say jails, institutions, and death, they're not, they're, they're, in, they're not including cops, but yeah. I'm sure that's not the death he was expecting. Whoops, sorry. Keep hitting this damn mic. Change things around. Um, it's just not true. I mean, you, you look at this situation. Here's how I tried to see it through the eyes of the young woman um, who was pregnant in 2007 when a guy knocked on her door pretending um, that he wanted... Well, this is what they do. They detail whatever crime... He served his time for that. So they're saying they somebody he, that he was in, involved with a robbery... I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to fucking play this, frankly, because I don't know. I'm not I don't really feel like spreading their bullshit. Um, so but just look at the ugly, angry face of this woman. And I mean, ugly on the inside. Yeah. Look at this, these. This is what they do. This is what they do about uh, abortions or when they're the they're pushing their pro birth ideology they describe specific events yeah, addiction is ugly so is the class war so is living on the wrong side of reaganomics and maybe if george floyd had if we had universal health care maybe he would be able to get treatment instead of going in and out of uh, uh, addiction or periods of relapse and, and reprieve. 
Not in this effing racist-ass country or this kiss-up, kick-down class war disguised as the race war. Distracted by the race war, I guess. I don't know how to put it. But it's not. it's kind of the same thing. Maybe if you're so upset that an addict was doing what addicts do. They commit crimes to get drugs. It's not unheard of. That's why you want to treat the addict as a, you want to treat it as a health issue, not a criminal issue. Because once you help the addict get recovery, all the crimes suddenly clear up so mysteriously and magically. In this kiss-up, kiss-down country. Other other people are addicts. It's, and I've heard stories, you know, Park Avenue to Park Bench. Drunk is drunk. High is high. I've heard stories of addicts on Wall Street. I know somebody in particular. I know someone who died in one of the bathrooms down there. Wall Street bankster who shot up in a bathroom dead. But he was white and rich. So it hits anybody. How dare you, you scum-sucking pricks. You Vichy collaborators. Unbelievable. The way that they spread hate and ignorance and and misinformation yet again about people struggling with the disease of addiction if you if you're an addict if you don't like uh, uh, of course nobody likes addiction it sucks i've been there and you don't like the uh shit that the res- i don't know what what's the word the lifestyle that goes around it so treat the disease. Universal health care. Give people access to, a he- to, to, to treatment. I, I'm kind of going out on the limb here, but um, I think that George Floyd probably couldn't afford Betty Ford or the Karen Foundation or, I don't know, uh, Passages in, my, in Malibu. Jesus Christ. Not like you. I'm sure if she had any any faults, probably not. She's perfect. She would, uh, her daddy and mommy would take care of her. But this is why we need, we need policies. This is part of it. Because somebody's struggling on the wrong side of Reaganomics, on the wrong side of the class war, Struggling in the opioid epidemic that Republicans pretend to care so much about? Let's vilify them. The hypocrisy. The inhumanity of the right wing is beyond comprehension sometimes. And it has to be. It has to be opposed. It's... This is what we're up against. This is what we fight and why we're in the streets. And this is why we do this show. Just to cut through the ignorance and the hate. 
They say, oh, you hate, you hate Republicans. You're goddamn right. It's the duty of every patriot to hate ignorance, to hate the hate, to hate fascism, to be intolerant of fascism. I always get this too. What happened to your tolerance, liberal? You're supposed to be so tolerant. I don't tolerate fascism, lies, hatred, anger, kiss up, kick down, uh, opportunism. Covering the ass of the goddamn broken system. That's what she's doing. She's Look at her house. Come on. It's her daddy's house, her mommy's house, too, I'm sure. And she was born uh, probably in an upper middle class. She probably is middle class. Everybody else, you know, put, put yourself together, everyone. You're making her look bad. How do you hang out with a bunch of white devils? I could see them for what they are. And I'm goddamn Irish. What the hell? She must really hate herself. I, it's like one of these... It's like a Lindsey Graham as far as being gay is concerned. That's another thing that happened today. Well, yesterday. What? Oh, I put the fish on instead of the... Because I when I don't have the Tarabuster thing on, I have the fish going. Why the hell does that do that? Bop, bop, bop. Yeah. So let's continue. I don't know if I can, but let's try. He's had a pistol and he holds it to her pregnant belly, threatening. Shut your mouth. Uh, keep an eye on her as they raid her house, looking for drugs and looking for money. Well, he, she, he was sick. That's uh, not a dis disputed, I guess. So whatever, bitch. You were never in that situation. So... Why are you so against universal health care? And living wages. Opportunity. Education. Free education. Our taxpayer-funded education for all. Funded through the general fund instead of property taxes. Why aren't you for that? Why aren't you for universal health care? So George Floyd could have went to rehab as many times that he needs. Because rehab, uh, uh, relapse is not a requirement, but it is a reality. Especially in this fucked up, kiss up, kick down nation. Sometimes you go to two rehabs. I've been to two in my life. So, you know. That's the short story. Other people, I've heard other stories. One, maybe one time it takes. That's great. Good for them. Other people need more. And then you relapse. Or it's not a requirement, but it happens. So why are you against people getting the help that they need? You would r much rather they suffer and inflict their sicknesses outwards on the society. This is why you want universal health care. It's another, it's another example why you need universal health care. Because we're all connected. It affects everyone. Like this pandemic, 
addiction affects everyone. So you want to give people options and opportunity to get the help they need without having to worry about money, you disgusting idiot. I mean, really, she is an idiot, obviously. Uh, they did not find drugs, uh, but they did take her cell phone, and I think they took some cash, and he escaped. Fortunately, the— Because he's a fucking addict. Okay, whatever. The uh, neighbor who observed this— Oh, whatever. I guess I stopped the recording because she made me sick. But there you go. Well, here's another— A couple of years ago, when Trump was on his tour trying to make America uh, a fascist state— he had this, this guy followed him around everywhere. The Trump troubadour attended 45 Trump rallies to honor his late son feels betrayed because of health care. The grieving father stood with his guitar and his cowboy hat in the cold, crowded lines for hours driving to towns big and small in nearly every corner of the country. This is by Samantha Schmidt. On, from the Washington Post in 2017. Beginning in 2016, Craig Moss traveled to 45 rallies, belting out songs in support of Donald Trump and telling the story of his late son, Rob, who died three years ago from a heroin overdose. In this way, the musician heard, earned the title of the Trump troubadour, a true believer said to symbolize the voice of unheard America. He, he stopped making his mortgage payment and sold the equipment for his construction business to stay on the campaign trail, galvanized by Trump's promise, promise to help young people like Moss's late son who struggle with drug addiction. What do you think happened there? Nothing, of course. You think he, he followed through on his promises? Nah. Of course not. He stopped making mortgage payments? Trump thought, uh, Moss thought, was the candidate most capable of bringing an end to the, er the heroin epidemic sweeping the nation. Trump made this promise to Moss personally at a rally in Iowa in January 2016. Well, as he would make a promise about how delicious his Trump steaks were or how his vitamin scam would make you be an amazing businessman like he it was never was. Speaking through a microphone to the crowd, he addressed Moss directly. The biggest thing we can do in honor of your son, we have to be able to stop it. I know what you went through, and he's a great father. He said of Moss to the crowd, I could see it, and your son is proud of you. About two weeks ago, Moss caught his first glimpse of the Republican proposal to replace the Affordable Care Act. The proposal health bill slated for floor vote in the, in, in the House Thursday night would eliminate the requirement that Medicaid cover basic mental health and addiction services. Well, what do you think? Surprise! In states that expanded it, a mandate that covered nearly 1.3 million people and as we know, leaves millions out, but that's besides the point here in the United States of Serfs and Lords. This bill is just the opposite, Moss told the Washington Post. I feel betrayed. I, le I feel left out or left down, let down, sorry. 
He had put all his weight behind the Republican promise, sacrificing his business and his livelihood to sing Trump's praises. But this bill backed the, by the president disgusted him. He no longer sings about sing songs about Trump. He now wonders if any of his sacrifices were worth it. Um, that's a resounding no, asshole. These dumbasses. His sacrifices? He goes on the road with Trump, and Trump's like, oh, I'm going to do everything I can to stop this terrible opioid epidemic. What has he done? except try to kick people off their health care. That's what he's done. Work overtime to ensure that people like George Floyd can't get the help they need. And people like me. One day at a time. Fucking bastards. These Republicans, this is all why we're in the boat we're in. You understand? It's not just that police are out of control. The entire system is broken and out of control. And idiots like this are keeping it that way. This Trump troubadour, oh, he saw the light when it affected him, supposedly. How did you not see the light before? This is what baffles me. How did you not see that Twitler is a con man? Uh, past performance is indicative of future results? These people are dumb. They're uh, Trump University graduates. They're Trump vitamin scam takers. Too many Trump network vitamins. For Christ, I mean, one is too many, and a thousand never enough. Disgusting. The one platform that I was so genuinely involved in with my heart was the one thing that he just turned right around. He's turning his back on all of us. Well, that's his way. You're just a dumbass. You're a dupe. That's why I call you a dupe, a useful idiot in your own demise. He had hoped to see provisions in the bill calling for boosted resources for addiction treatment centers, lower deductibles, and lower overall health care costs. Because that's the, what we really need instead of universal health care. We need overall lower health care costs. Like, fuck that shit. Enough is enough. We need to join the rest of the world and, and health care as a right. Come on. If Trump wanted to, Moss said, he could wave his pen and provide funding necessary to supply emergency responders in every small town with naloxone kits to reverse possible heroin overdose. Well, why would he do that? He wants you to die. That's one less person, one less useless person, like Candace Owens considers. Every one of these Narcan doses represents a saved life, Moss said. If the emergency squad that came to save my son had that dose, my son would be alive today. Well, that's what happens. It's all connected. That's the result of Republican governance. Your son is dead, my friend, because Republicans have power. And they block shit. And also, it's not just Republicans, though. Let's get real. As real as we can get. As I try to get. Or, I mean, we all try to get. (laughs) 
Let's get real, for real. It's the Democrats, too. The Democrats, yes, they are better, but it's not enough. They are also bought and paid for by the elites who have this system. They have the, their greedy, disgusting, grubby fingers around the neck of power, and they're choking us all. They got their knees on all our necks, and we all can't breathe. For instance, give me a break here with this shit. I don't... This, this is unbelievable. I saw this. I want to vomit. Jamie Diamond... <laughs> Jamie Diamond drops into Mount Kisco Chase Branch and takes a knee with staff. Oh, we're saved. We're all saved. Thank you. This fucking guy, Jamie Diamond. He is one of, I mean, this is like one of these Republican, he's a Republican, really, effectively, but he is somebody, he's a Democrat, supposedly, a financial succubus. Let me see, hold on. Um, one of the part of the problems one of the reasons we're in the boat we're in advising Obama these are the kind of people they don't have uh, John Maynard Keynes anymore they got Jamie Dimon the Democrats Jamie Diamond, almost no chance we made a mistake with foreclosures. This is the foreclosure king in the midst of the housing crisis. And he's taken a knee, everyone. We can all relax now. Jamie Diamond's first public sighting since he underwent heart surgery... Oh, don't worry. Uh, uh, working people who have heart surgery will just have to die. But Jamie Dimon will get all the health care he can afford, which is everything. Unlike us, three months ago, he had resulted in a photo of him kneeling at a local Chase Bank. Fuck you, Jamie Dimon. Honestly, if this was a functioning society, I, I, saw, a, I saw the video of that woman who was sitting in, in the street. She had just been tear gassed by cops, and then another cop came up right behind her and kicked her over. If this was a functioning society, it would be the other way around. Jamie Dimon would be taking a knee, and somebody would come up behind him and kick him over and just say, like, enough with this bullshit. I'm not advocating violence, but that's where we've gone wrong. Sources say that Diamond dropped in on one of the branches on Friday where wearing a face mask and ended up chatting with 10 staffers there. Well, thank you. Thank you, my lord. And then he took a knee, showing us he really cares about all those people he kicked out of their homes in the middle of a f fucking foreclosure crisis in the second great Republican, well, in the second Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. 
But let's all remember that it's all about cops out of control. Not the banksters out of control because the banksters are taking a knee. So don't get, do not get confused. Be very, you're getting very sleepy. You are getting very sleepy. Remember what I say. It is not the system that is broken. Just cops. Some cops are bad apples. Jamie Dimon took a knee. Goldman Sachs made a donation to the NAACP. So all is well. The system is great. And by the way, Candace Owens says that uh, George Floyd, he deserved it anyway. We knew that was coming. That's what's so disgusting about these people. It's always the same trip, except this time, you see what's happened. They have to tread lightly because we're not buying it. I don't care. I hope that the rest of my fellow Americans understand the, that it's bigger. This is a bigger picture. And they don't believe the hype. And they're not going to fall for the lies or the Jamie Diamonds taking a knee or the MSNBC's, um, Paul, what's his name? Michael Steele coming out telling us how, oh, it's about time that we stop with the platitudes about police violence. Yeah. Police violence is just one symptom. We have our shot. It, uh, it is now. Do not let George Floyd's life be in vain. His life lost. By allowing them to transform his sacrifice into the same old goddamn same old bullshit. One donation to the NAACP isn't what's going to fix the income inequality and upward immobility, the class war, the kiss-up, kick-down, goddamn class war where the American people can't save $400 and the working class is now the working poor and the middle class is now below 50% of the population for the first time in generations. Don't let them deceive you. Because that's the problem. We need actual structural policy changes. And it's not just about demilitarizing the police. If you had a functioning society that had economic um, opportunity and economically vibrant working class that work for all, a government that work for all, not just the 1%, the demilitarized police would be a byproduct of that. It's like... Am I wrong? I don't think so. Then trust me. Why am I asking that question again? I know I'm not wrong. That's why the goddamn MSNBC mouthpieces of the world are saying otherwise. They want to say what? They want to say what they, their diagnosis. You know, in some ways, the protests we've seen across the country are all kind of about the same thing, changing the way that law enforcement treats people of color. That's not just it. It's bigger than that. And so we have to be bigger than that and never give up. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. 
Eastern. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I will see you very soon. Sooner than you think. Thank you for your super chats. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you for keeping me here. We need it. Share the show with your friends. And uh, yeah, I'll see you soon. <laughs>